kids behind the bus time. From the NHRL studios in Norwalk, Connecticut, this is Behind the Bots, the podcast that brings you the stories of the builders behind the bots. I'm Chris. I'm Lindsay. I'm Kyle. And I'm Sam. (laughs) And today on the podcast, we recap the June NHRL event and chat with evil henchman Sam Hansen. Sam, welcome to the show. Hi, y'all. Thank you so much for having me. Now, Sam, we know you as the... The, the gentleman in a lot of the really cool, you know, kind of side pop-up videos with that award-winning smile and that tooth that just keeps, uh, you know, kind of blinking like at the North Star. Uh, tell us a little bit about what you do at NHRL and just give us a little uh, synopsis for those out there who might not be uh, tuned into the henchman lifestyle. Sure. So officially, I'm an evil henchman. Um, and what that means is I take out the trash, I check the mail, I work on the house robots, I work on the cages, I work on events in and outside of the facility. I'll, oh, I've made a bunch of trophies. Sick trophies. Um, I've done some judging. I've done some work in the production area, done some TV appearances. Uh... Uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess that's that's enough hats. It's it's quite the resume that you're building there. You you even left out things like I don't know working on a robot with a uh, fifty thousand rotation per minute diesel thruster engine on it, uh, and you know a, a myriad of of weird little tinkery things that you do that makes Norwalk kind of run smoothly. Uh, and it's it's I think that you get the the, the technically. Evil henchman comes from a lot of that kind of stuff that happens behind the black curtain. Um, yeah, the stuff I'm not allowed to talk about on podcasts. But we did uh, we did see you on uh, Good Morning America, was it? Uh, the Today Show. Same thing. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, the Today Show um, made it down to, to the city um, early the week before our last event. And, uh, you know pretended or Al Roker pretended to do the thing that I was doing while I was there. So (laughs) driving a robot around Um, and and I definitely tried to drive it exactly like Al Roker. I didn't steer it poorly um, by accident. That was on purpose. (laughs) That was definitely the highlight of that day for me in my life was seeing Al just kind of thumb around like uh, when when you when you clearly see someone in a movie or television is pretending to play a video game that's not actually hooked up to a television, that's kind of Al Roker's driving style. And then when it cut to you, uh, all of those questions in my head. Had <laughs> it, it worked out. It, it was a bit chaotic behind the scenes. Some stuff changed pretty frequently. And uh, I didn't know any of the famous people that were there at the same time as me. So I, I was just chatting with folks about robots from the crew and the other guests. And it was fun. It was a lot of fun. What's it, what's it like to be in, in a, in a production environment? We're really used to being in a production environment now being kind of attached to NHRL, but what's it like being in a big production environment where people know absolutely nothing about robots and, you know, they're seeing this kind of stuff for the first time. I think most people are, are just intrigued and and they they just want to know what's going on. I, I don't think folks interact with with like metal robots on a on a very regular basis. They'll they'll have their Roombas or whatever at home, but to see a metal robot in person, it, it's it's exciting and and so I feel like we're often like when we do robot spots on TV shows and stuff, we're the the most popular guests or. If we're if we're doing like a we did an event at MIT for some STEM fair that they did and just like having the big metal robots there it just it, it's the coolest part of robots I, I don't know like the the action the violence the the sound it's we're the we're the cool robots. <laughs> <laughs> I can, as someone who's built a few robots that are, I can assure you are not cool. 
I'll, I'll, I'll just say that there is a diversity of bots from, but it, you know, like it takes the not cool ones to make the cool ones seem cooler. Oh yeah. But also like it, the cool ones aren't, I don't know. I feel like you need the, the full spectrum of robots for it to, to be cool, like to have the art focused ones and to have like the, the people that want to win and you have the ones that want to be destroyed, like that full mix is what what makes it so interesting and like so people can connect with it in different ways like you don't have to be super competitive to to connect with this and you don't have to be an artist but if you are there's a spot for you it's it's cool that way i i love that that diversity kind of spills over that makes a near infinite number of equations because it's not just the diversity of the bots, it's the diversity of the builders. And so like you have builders that are, um, you know, all gas, no brakes. And you have some builders that, you know, they are very quiet. They're very meticulous. They're really honed in, but maybe their bot is something that's really wild and out there. And uh, maybe you have someone who is uh, kind of wild, wacky and goofy, and they have, you know, just a, uh, a kind of a clone uh, bot that, is uh, it's not really breaking any new territory, but it's it's just like they get to make their own formula, and that's also kind of the fun of it. Do you think? Do you think that's because we're still in the the early stages of the sport, and uh, as it progresses, like that, that's it's gonna homogenize. I I hope it never does. I think that the real fun lies in that. You never know what's going to happen. You never know what's going to show up. Uh, you know, that kind of just unending gray area, just that's that's where some of the most viral mo- moments at NHRL kind of get born out of. Um, and, you know, to put it into a format where it is much more packaged, uh, much more tame, much more, uh, I don't know, I would just say process-oriented. I think that that would kind of, you know, remove that magic wand from the equation. And, you know, what we're doing right now is it's fun. It's engaging. It is drawing more and more people into the community and I'm all for it. Same. Definitely. So we are just coming out of the, the June event. It, I feel like actually there's going to be another event on top of this before we know it, (laughs) but we had our, our June qualifiers, which, you know, it was our, it was our two day event. It was uh, a real blast. We had some of uh, the the folks from the UK kind of came over and did their little invasion. We had some of the folks from Colorado coming in and doing their vacation. Uh, We had some uh, dominant horizontals kind of returning and making this a new theme for the year 2023, the year of the horizontal. Once again. The horizontal apocalypse. Uh, And... You know, it was actually a, a really smoothly running event. I know that there was like a lot of work to get it into uh, into shape. You know, for, for two days is it's a lot. It's a lot for the production staff. It's a lot for the uh, the announcing team. It's a lot for the builders. It's a lot for uh, even the fire marshals that seem to be kind of stationed on every corner. Can you tell us a little bit about what it was like to get uh, the uh, NHRL ready for the two day event for twenty twenty three? Yeah, uh, we can start with the, the fire marshal stuff. Um, Ricky, who who leads safety for NHRL, um, really brought us to the finish line and, and made it so that we could have Boxbot in the arena and we could have Clyde. And if it, if it wasn't for the work that he put in bureaucratically with the, the city and the state, it, it wouldn't have happened. So definitely big props to Ricky for making that happen. Um, we had a lot of tech stuff that came together for the most part. Um, and some that, that still needs work. Um, but let's see, uh, from my perspective, I, I like, I worked in the, uh, the production room for the most of Saturday. Um, and it was really cool to see, see the the production team um and it it really reminded me of working in a kitchen you know like working on the line how you're adapting to the orders coming in which are the fights that are queued up and 
you've got to prioritize your appetizers and your your mains and that's like your heavy hitting fights that you need to have on the stream and um all while doing making sure your finishing is all correct like your parsley's in the right place and that's like your wipes and your your like transitions and it was really cool to see like the high energy in that room and and the coordination that it takes to to make the stream um i know we had a bunch of cage updates that we we like every every time we're fixing the floors, doing floor stuff, and um, it it was a lot, uh, but it always is. But um, the two day was kind of nice from a working perspective. You're not there super late, um, both nights or one night even. Uh, so that that was from from my end. That that was it. I love that analogy. It it then it totally is true that it's it's like a kitchen where you know you have your prep station the sous station you know you got the the person who's like uh your runner who's like going and uh, uh you're getting the food out the door and basically connecting your talent team your judging team your safety team like it's it is it is a it is a bustling kitchen yeah and like it's not as hot. There's AC in there, so that that part's really nice. <laughs> yeah, we're we're just we're coddled. <laughs> um. So, what did you think about the event? There were, I feel like, a lot of storylines that came out of it. Especially going in, we had some competitors coming for the first time. We had Ray Billings. We had Kevin Milcheski. We had a bunch of bots from the UK. We had. Uh, it just seemed like endless um, amounts of, of, you know, people traveling from all over the world. So many of them for the first time. Um, I don't know. Do you, do you have any thoughts, Kyle, Sam, uh, Chris, even about uh, what you saw? Yeah, the draw is amazing. Like the international appeal of, of what we're doing is is so cool. Um, and to see like big BattleBots names come and and throw throw what they got against the nhrl meat grinder it's it's fun to watch we had we had some some new qualifiers that came out of the june event uh to uh you know kind of open up that runway for them to make their uh you know their 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 big shot in november at the world championship we had uh we had tony d'ambrosio with uh, blackbird we had lars elliott and jet lag we had Hot Wings and Eli Davis. Uh, Silent Spring is now qualified. Jameson has uh, a bot in every single weight class. Uh, then, you know, that really awesome story unfolded in the 12-pound qualifiers of the two pairs of brothers. You had Joe and Don Dorfler and Corey and Owen uh, with Super Scope and Cthulhu. Cthulhu. <laughs> Cthulhu, guys. Do you like... Do you like Cthulhu? You're going to get so much hate on Discord again. Oh my goodness. Okay, so I'll just say this. I am running around the pits doing pit reporting. <laughs> I had a medical emergency when my like <laughs> IFP got stuck in my ear because our audio equipment uh, has, you know, seen, you know, more, uh, more <laughs> ears than like a roadie for like Zeppelin in like 73. <laughs> and like I it's 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 chaos up there. And here I am. I'm trying to interview uh Corey and Owen and their parents and listen. I I I I am very familiar with the ancient primordial god of as some people call it Cthulhu. Uh, if you want to use the pre-human tongue, that's not even remotely accurate. But meanwhile, I got people in production screaming into my earpiece. It's Cthulhu. <laughs> it's Cthulhu. It's Cthulhu. <laughs> and I'm just thinking to myself, these people screaming at me have never picked up Lovecraft once in their entire life. <laughs> and yet they still know how to pronounce it. <laughs> 
<laughs> By the way, if you got if you get a chance to go back and watch This Is Havoc, you can see uh, Chris being worked on by uh, veterinarian slash nurse practitioner Chad New. None of those things are true, but he, he was trying to get the IFP out of your ear, as I recall, live on the stream. Chad did go to college for nursing, so it, he wasn't completely unqualified. And he's a farmer, so he is kind of a veterinarian. Yeah. It's all true. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I am kind of like a big dumb animal, so it's. <laughs> he was trying. I didn't realize at the time that I was I was situated perfectly between uh, both you and Kyle <laughs> Sam, framed perfectly in the center of the Friday Night Havoc, and Chad is trying to fish this little rubber device out of the deepest part of my <laughs> left ear canal pressed up against my eardrum. He's got a pair of tweezers, uh, which I had to borrow from, I think, uh, Jonathan and, and the, the Billy station. And it was uh, it was humbling, humiliating, uh, and uh, ultimately uh, one of the most pleasurable experiences I've ever had. When that on. Chris, you did look amazing while it was happening. Like, the shirt you were wearing, that, that had to be like... I don't know, $2,000 with how complicated that pattern was. Whoa. No, no, no. I don't, that, that, that shirt was only $500 out the door. <laughs> Supreme. I hear they had a shirt that cost $2,000 cause the pattern's so complicated. <laughs> Shut up dog. <laughs> Hello um, to five of you who get that. Uh, all right, so I'll say this about the event in general. The refrain that I kept hearing from everybody in all of the weight classes was, this feels like a final. Yeah. Yes. The, the amount of talent that was there, like how deeply stacked each one of those brackets were, and how literally everybody's bracket was completely busted by the end. Unless, of course, you bet on Jameson Go to win in the three-pound, because I'd like to do a, a small correction Jamison Go has not just qualified in all three weight classes. No, nay. Jamison Go has dumpstered in all three Sheesh. weight classes. Yeah. Good point. <laughs> um, because he he's Jamison Go. That's what he does. He was like, eh, you know, I'm just gonna get get some more gold. He might come back. He might come back and get another one. Who knows? I like that we're turning dumpstered into a, a verb. <laughs> and a positive one too. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah, dude, absolutely yeah. claim it claim it as a positive thing he's dumpstered in three weight classes that's amazing it's, very, it's an achievement it's very different when clyde magnuson dumpstered somewhere <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so then we have the 30 pounders which um we had uh agent p from leo ping we had yahoo and chad new i think that chad is also going to be sending what was it? Uh, uh, Yippee back? Uh, no, he's coming back with Yahoo. Okay, what? so just a little bit of you know, a more more practice with the bot. Yeah, yeah, I think he uh, he really sees a path forward for Yahoo to maybe take it all in November. So I think um, he you know he he wants to try a few things out to make sure he can get it in as optimal place as he can get it. We had interesting. We had Squire from Jordan Knight, who I think qualified back in the uh, in the new bots event earlier this year, and then of course we had Kablooey Tango uh, from Lucy Dew and Alex Crease. They had already also qualified, and I believe that they had uh, they had won the dumpster. What was that back in May? Yeah, it might have been the event right before. Yeah, yeah, back to back. Yeah, two in a row, baby. That's what they're doing with two totally different drivers and kind of different teams that they showed up with too, which is amazing like kablooey tango forced to be reckoned with for sure so we had silent spring horizontal kablooey tango horizontal uh we had super scope super scope horizontal, horizontal. cthulhu and horizontal listen and, and cthulhu also <laughs> horizontal 
Now, Sam, I know before on Friday, before the event, uh-huh. you were like, yeah, this horizontal domination, it's a fluke, not going to happen again. Oh, man, you totally burnt. How's that crow tasting, by the way, bud? How's that? It's, it's disgusting. <laughs> I hate being wrong, but I was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I was wrong. The, the verts didn't do it, but the horizontals did. Knock off white was there too. I don't know. I, it would have been yeah. cool if a hammer won. Oh, that's who is also what, what qualified because Squire and Kablooey Tango have already qualified. Um, Emulsifier and Knockoff White will at least be going in November, um, even though they didn't win. Um, but do you think that this horizontal supremacy, especially the one coming out of uh, Ohio, which is crazy, do you think like this is going to continue? Is this a trend or is this like a two event fluke? Uh, you want me to predict again? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, please I, do. I'll I get more crow ready. Don't think horizontals are the best. Like, I I still think verts win more, and and I don't know. Maybe it'll take November for that to reveal itself. But Sam, yes, Sam, Kyle? at this point, it's safe to say it's safe to say verts won more. Okay. Yeah, they've they've won more. Uh, maybe we need Gil to crunch some numbers and and see how NHRL differs from combat robotics at large. I'll I'll say this: uh, as impressive as horizontals were in the June event, I am deeply in love with hot wings. Oh yeah, I I there. It's just. It's so exciting to watch a bot that is, it's a control bot that delivers these, um, they're kind of like 12 volt diesel glow plugs that would uh, be used within a diesel engine to help uh, assist with the combustion. And he, uh, you know, Eli takes these two large flailing arms that kind of hug its opponents uh, and, and delivers one of these glow plugs into each side of it. Uh, so this bot is like kind of designed to go head to head with, you know, a lot of what you'll see in that three pound weight class, which will be like a, an egg beater, uh, a vert, um, maybe even a horizontal. And it's designed to get around the sides of that weapon and hug its opponent to death with a fiery, fiery hot hug. And it was it was running like extruder hot ends from from 3D printers prior to this iteration. Right. So, so it definitely had a glow up. It literally has a glow up <laughs> because it was so interesting talking to him at the end of the last event because he was like, I think I'm going to try this for real next time and go with glow plugs. And I didn't know what he meant. I thought he meant like it was going to be like a more stable mounting bracket. I thought he meant that it was going to be like a more resilient thing because that's what was happening with the extruders is they were kind of like getting broken off or getting bent out or whatever. Uh, not only were these things more stable, but they almost immediately caused fires on TPU. It was amazing. <laughs> I had uh, used diesel glow plugs in, in one of my bots as the, uh, the the combustion element to ignite propane on alternate side. And it was so tricky working with that and trying to dial in. Uh, it ended up being like a whole gas delivery and air delivery problem, but... The only thing that actually was working on my robot was the glow plug, but they are very fragile. They got like a ceramic base to them. That's like an insulator. And, you know, I was really impressed that Eli had figured out a way to not only deploy a a glow plug, but to deploy two of them and to not really have them go down, even when facing like really destructive bots and those arms taking big hits and stuff. It was really, really impressive. Uh, speaking of hot, uh, man, Clyde, like, has Clyde ever looked better? It was hard to see past all the flames. (laughs) And the mustache. (laughs) It was, uh, it was so fun, uh, to, I mean, obviously, like, Clyde versus Boxbot was just a match made in heaven. 
Um, but one of my favorite things that came out of that uh, actually happened the next day. I was talking to uh, Dom's mom, the the builder of Boxbot, and she was like, yeah, Dom was really bummed because he thought he was going to get in really bad trouble and that, like, you know, everyone was mad at him because he caused destruction to the arena. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> that is not how it works. <laughs> yeah. No, we don't. We don't. There's like two people that get grumpy at you for that. And then everybody else is like, fair play. <laughs> but fair no, play. but in this case, like, I think everybody was just celebrating it um, because of what a absolute spectacle it made. Uh, and then I, I loved the hit in the pits uh, later on in the day when uh, you interviewed him, Chris. <laughs> yeah. And he uh, shared just like the lump of coal that became his robot. <laughs> I think one of the other things that was uh actually a huge success on on dom's behalf was you know he was really concerned about the the length and you know the duration of the fire and the intensity of the fire in that one corner of the box but like we had like a whole squadron of (laughs) norwalk fire department personnel at nhrl in the june event and like they all had the heads up oh hey flamethrower bot versus bot made mostly of cardboard you guys might want to check out cage two and so the entire like this fire squadron of uh of you know uh calendar clad people just kind of circled around cage two and it was like the perfect opportunity to showcase the efficacy of the box's negative air pressure system and how well it could contain a really bad fire. And so they just kept letting that burn and burn and burn. And it was so impressive to not see even the faintest plume of smoke exit the box. And even though it was like kind of a, a, a fiery inferno inside of there, they all were kind of like turning and looking at each other like, oh, wow, like <laughs> this is this is actually working really well. And um, I think that NHRO was really relieved to have this scenario in a, in a contained environment. And uh, and I think that the Norwalk Fire Department was like also like, oh, you know, good, good job. This is this is all really uh, this is really good stuff. Yeah, they seem they seem pretty pleased with with our efforts and with our protocols. So definitely a a success in that department. So uh, Sam, uh, we have coming up here now in only a few days time, it'll only be a couple of days beyond the release of this episode. uh, A few of us uh, from NHRL are going to be flying out to beautiful, sunny, warm San Francisco, California for the, uh, the, the first ever. Yeah. Open source convention. Yes. Open source is a uh, it's it's akin to a Comic Con, a Dragon Con, a, 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 a RuPaul's Drag Con, <laughs> but specifically in the realm of STEM influencers. Can you tell us a little bit about Open Source and tell us a little bit about what NHRL will be doing at Open Source? Yeah. Uh, so Open Source was billed as like the spiritual successor to both the Maker Faire and VidCon. So it's like a combination of those two events. So it'll have like a strong YouTube element and a strong Maker Faire element. Um, And what that will look like is a bunch of exhibitors uh, just showing off the things they've made. Uh, Stuff like a a shrimp that, that makes fried rice or... Uh, like a playing card game that uses e-paper cards that change and all sorts of there's there's like also uh, power wheel racing and um, Pinewood Derby things and uh, there's going to be battle bots on display and there's going to be arc attack like the singing Tesla arcs and then tucked into the middle of all that stuff is going to be NHRL, where we are the combat robotics portion of, of the event. So we're going to have live fighting robots going on on both Saturday and Sunday of the event. We've got folks coming from all over the country with their robots to put on exhibition matches. 
We've built up a fleet of robots to bring out there. So we have bots for the YouTubers to drive. So there's going to be some YouTuber on YouTuber fights going on. We've got an announcer desk with a couple of announcers out there. We've got a bunch of TV screens and trussing and the pits. And we've got a merch booth and an info booth. And we're bringing multiple cages. And it's going to be awesome. Like there's so much going on at Open Source that's cool. And then us on top of that is just like such a cherry. Um, we've we've got some of the YouTubers are, are going to do our junk drawer challenge where we just grabbed a bunch of stuff from around the NHRL offices and around where the competitions used to happen on 50 day. And we loaded it up into a bunch of boxes and sent that out. And folks are going to make robots on the spot and fight with them. Uh, we've got some like heavy duty featured matches, uh, some golden dumpster winners, some golden Brett winners are going to be fighting. Um, and whew, I, I don't even know what else to say. Uh, it's, 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 happening on the 15th and 16th and it's already sold out so enjoy the, the videos that come out from it and uh it's it's gonna be really cool that sounds incredible so um from uh what i understand there's not going to be a live stream to this uh, event but there will be lots of content that comes out of it that people will be able to watch afterwards is that right yeah, so so we have a team coming out that's going to be filming like a bunch of the fights and um, just like stuff from around the event. Um, and then I know the Safety Third podcast they're they're going to be filming some stuff there. We've got a little mini tournament lined up. So like William Osmond versus the Backyard Scientist versus Alan Pan versus Nigel and and. I know they're filming for that. So there, there's going to be lots of content that comes out from this. Uh, there's like over 70 different YouTubers that are attending. So it will definitely be filmed. Uh, I know that uh, podcasts are an uh, audio medium, but uh, what you didn't see was Chris just pumping his fists into the air uh, like he, uh, you know, just won the lottery or something. No. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that's so exciting. I can't wait. Um, I, I can't wait to see what comes out of that. Like, what is the, other than just that it's really cool, or maybe that is the point of it all. I don't know. What like, what is, what inspired NHRL? Why, why, why are we doing this? Why did we build a new cage to, to ship out across yeah, the country? Yeah, like in between events, we're in the, the swing of the well, it just sort of lined up, you know, it was in between the June and the September event or August event. Oh my gosh. In between <laughs> the June and the August event. So we had like the whole month really, um, to, to just like go across the country to put on this event. Um, but I don't know. It's, it's, I listened to the safety third podcast and I heard them talking about it and I just thought it would be cool. And I thought that we should be there. Um, so it just sort of snowballed from there. Um, but we are, we're learning so much from this because like we're, we are looking to do more events outside of Connecticut, outside of 165 Water Street. Um, and this is a good learning process for that. Like the, you don't know what you don't know. And, and this is a good way of figuring that out. Um, and we've figured out all sorts of stuff. You mentioned building a whole new cage <laughs> and shipping it out. What yeah. what other types of things did you have to do to get ready for this, you know, basically uh, massive undertaking? Uh, so we we wanted to have a fleet of, of beetle weights, of three-pound robots, so that we could do audience participation. Like driving the robots is one of the most fun parts of fighting robots. And so we wanted people to experience that. So we put together about 15 three-pound robots, um, mostly from kits. So you'll see some SSPs, you'll see some jolts, you'll see some Peter Bar kits, um, and a few a few others in the mix. Um, we've reskinned some Crash Fest. Uh, so those are oh. those are, those are going to be fun. Uh, we just wanted to have a mix of like robots that wouldn't damage each other, and robots that could definitely damage each other. So, <laughs> and then Crash Fest that can't get damaged, but also won't damage. Exactly anything. that that one's going to see a lot of fights, I'd imagine. 
Um, but it was that part was fun building the robots. I got to like name a bunch of robots and give them their own unique spin. And uh, like I'd, I'd never really worked with kits before, but the kits are awesome these days. Like the the documentation and support for for Seth's kit, the the SSP is so on point. Same with the Jolt. Uh, same with the the D2. Um, just like really on point. And then <clears throat> like the Peter Bar kit just hits so hard and uh, it's, it's a good one to have in the mix too. So it, I, I mean, it, it was fun. Putting together kits is fun. I know you, you picked one up recently, Lindsay, and, and I'm excited to see how that comes together for you. Yeah, I was actually just going to say, I, I haven't uh, been able to dive into it yet, but uh, just unboxing Seth's SSP kit was an incredible experience. Everything is immaculate. It's it's so well designed, so well engineered. Um, I'm I'm really excited to to you know start messing around with it. Um, but it's such like a great thing for someone who maybe hasn't done this before, who is going to be at this convention to kind of like pick up the transmitter for and start messing around with and driving and and you know. Uh, like rivaling each other with. Yeah. So I, and I love that. Conveniently, uh, Seth and Peter will be working the event for NHRL. Nice. Yeah. So they're, they're going to be like running that cage where you can try their kids out. Um, so you mentioned naming them. <laughs> can we get a sneak peek of some names? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a, so my favorite are the Crash Fest reskins. And one of them I did was Stroke of Midnight. Ooh. And that one is like a Cinderella-themed robot. So it's like a pumpkin and a little mouse going on for like Cinderella's pumpkin carriage. Don't listen to this, Disney. Oh. <laughs> um, and then there's Die, which is like a dice-themed robot. Ooh. <laughs> um, and let's see. The Trash Bot, Choo Choo Bot. Uh, Techie Tickler, A Bad Egg. Oh, A Bad Egg. Uh, I like that one already. <laughs> um, then our, our our famous robots from the Today Show, Roker and Melvin, will both be there. Oh, nice. Classic icons. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was fun. I I, I really went hard with the cricket, the, the like vinyl plotter, and uh, with the, the laser cutter, too. So it, it was fun. That part was fun. We also have, we're putting together like NHRL themed little 3D printed toys um, for, for like goodie bags. Uh, we made some new hot sauce for this event as well, which we'll, what? <laughs> I think we'll have in our merch store there. Um, a bunch of new t-shirts and stuff. So, so many new things because we, we really haven't been on the road before. So uh, there's just... There's just so much. Like I, I know we probably didn't cover everything, but uh, I don't think it matters at this point because um, the stuff that we did remember is, is just so awesome, and it's those little fun little details that all come together to make it overall just great. And you designed like the the whole space, is that correct? I think you were showing me some sketches of like the layout and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. See, Sam, I don't know how to. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to like do anything, but design robots. So I treated the whole thing like a robot. So I had spreadsheets where I was keeping track of the components, and I had my my Fusion three hundred and sixty file with everything modeled from the fire extinguishers to like the, the negative air pressure ducting and where all that's going to go. And um, so trying not to trying to apply what I learned from, from like designing and building fighting robots to other things. And so far that's worked out. Man, that's so wild. Like I imagine just also on the logistics side, like having to coordinate with, I don't know, the facilities manager over there, like to oh, get man. I was gonna I ask, thought. like, what is their what is their anticipation of your safety protocols? Or are you kind of since this is their first event, are you kind of like making those protocols for them? How's that coming up? Yeah, so we Rob and Ricky 
went hard on the safety for this and, and drafted like the ultimate document of our protocols and safety measures. And, and I think we just overwhelmed them with information and, and got in their good graces, like having successful events over here and, and having approval from our fire marshals here makes going elsewhere easier, especially because Connecticut is on the, the more strict side, but this is the first open saw. So like there it's new ground for their team as well. So uh, we're kind of both, it kind of felt like at some points we were both figuring it out. Um, but I feel like we did, we did, we figured it out. It's going to happen. It's going to be awesome. And I know I'm, I'm saying that now as it hasn't happened yet, but, but I just got a gut feeling, you know? And then, Ricky, what are you looking forward to? Oh, Ricky, I don't know why I just did that. Sam, what are you looking forward to at Open Sauce that isn't us? Like, is there any booth that you're specifically looking forward to? Is there any, like, new 3D printer tech you wanted to go check out? What else have you seen kind of on the docket there that you're excited about? Um, I, I'm kind of excited to meet some of the creators that I've been watching for a while and then play it cool, you know, so that they don't know that I'm a big fan. Um. But the the shredder derby that they're doing sounds really cool. It's like a, a pinewood derby, which is those little wooden block cars that go down a track. There's no motors, no nothing, just gravity. But they have it rigged so that the loser gets dumped into an industrial shredder. <laughs> so I I like the destruction in that one. That seems fun. Um, they talked about. I don't know if I'm spilling any beans, but they talked about Chomp being there at one point, the BattleBot Chomp and walking. And I was so stoked when I heard that. Um, I, I love Chomp. I loved the judge and Chomp is the, the new judge. And uh, it would have been awesome to see it in person, but I'm not sure if that's real life still. Zoe is a person that I don't think I could uh, talk to and play it cool. So like, I'd have to just not make eye contact with her. <laughs> Um. Yeah, <laughs> I think you could pull it off. No eye contact, having a conversation. Yeah. Oh, I'm very, I'm very good at no eye contact, avoiding conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very, very good at that. <laughs> but there's, there's like um, talks too, uh, or panels, panel talks, and there's going to be a combat robotics one as well on Sunday that the bot whisperer Pete is going to be emceeing. Um, and I think Kelly and I are gonna gonna be on that one. Kelly, the CEO of NHRL, cool, and, and me, and we're gonna rep NHRL in, in the combat robotics panel. Um, so that's cool. That's cool. That's awesome. I mean, Pete has been, you know, at NHRL before, but I feel like it's, and I know that like NHRL had um, like a you know like talks at battle bots like just friendly conversation at filming but like this is you know a fun time for the the two kind of leads in this space to you know say publicly hi to each other i don't know yeah i'm excited we we have a good relationship with battle bots and so it's this is gonna be cool um like a lot of these robots i've never seen and a lot of the people i've never met so i'm really excited to get out there and see all the west coasters like I, I grew up doing fighting robots, but I never left the East Coast. And so it's a whole nother world out there. And it's cool that NHRL can draw them to us, but I, I'm excited to be in their neck of the woods. Uh, did you have to redesign the box to have metal floors now that you're over on the West Coast? Um, you know, there's no law about that. So <laughs> we just went ahead and did what we wanted, which was like use wood floors. Going rogue. I like it. Oh, <laughs> uh, it has a metal subfloor though, our new cage. It's got like an, an aluminum subfloor. So Ooh. Um, technically it's metal. Were there new considerations? Uh, I guess speaking about like this new box design, were there new considerations that you had to make considering this is something that has to be shipped and like put up very quickly and it's for a space that's not an HRL? Like, yeah, so it has to fit through us. Like every panel that comes apart needs to fit through a standard door and 
Um, it's tough because we went with a 10 by 10 for this one, which uses five by 10 sheets of Lexan. Um, and so that's not as, as readily available. Um, but we took into consideration the size and like the overall weight, but Eamon who, who did the last run of three pound cages, he, he designed this one. He's the one that's building it, moving it, setting it up. So he's like pretty intimately familiar with what it takes. So he knows where to put the lift points and um, where it needs to separate and all that. He, I'm pretty sure he's like the world's premier cage builder <laughs> and has built more fighting robot cages than, than anyone else in the world. Um, I think he's up to like, if you include the test boxes, he's over a dozen for sure. Wow. I want to give a shout out to Eamon because he's probably not a household name, uh, you know, for most viewers, but like the competition would not be possible without him. And like just the growth, it, it feels like every time there's been an event this year, there's a new cage or, or sometimes more. Um, and like that is, has so much to do with Eamon. And so shout out to him um, because he is like the, the silent hero behind the scenes making oh everything happen. Yeah. He's incredible. He's like a backbone and a heart combined. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, but but seriously, like it it wouldn't be the NHRL it is without him. Um so. I have another question. So you mentioned that there's aside from just like the YouTubers kind of battling each other, there's also like actual NHRL competitors or people who haven't participated in NHRL who are signing up and competing. Yeah. It's, it's like a cool mix. We've got, we've got a, a small number of first time builders. Um, we've got some golden Brett winners and everything in between. So there's like some, some familiar faces from NHRL, like team Honeycracked and Brandon Bennett young. Um, and we've got some West Coast staples like uh, Calvin Eba and Tommy oh, Wall. Oh, nice. Um, and we've got some folks from BattleBots. Like Ray, Ray has some robots that he's going to bring. And uh, Bunny has a robot as well. So it's it's a good good mix. Just like you'd see at any any event. It's like a, an authentic mix. Different levels of seriousness and competitiveness. So... I'm I'm really happy with the the robots that we have representing us at this event. All right, so the event runs until Sunday. So, um a picture of yourself a week from today, you're reflecting on the event if you uh, are still awake. <laughs> what what would have to happen for you to feel like, yeah, this was a success. This was like this I got what I wanted out of it. Like what does that look like for you? Oh my gosh. For, for me, it would be bringing new people into the sport that have always been interested, but have never been willing to commit. I think going to an event and seeing it in person is a good way to, to cross that threshold. Um, I think establishing relationships with some of the YouTubers to, to have some more fighting robots in their content would be awesome. And I think it going off safely and um, no one injured all the, all the stuff makes it back to Norwalk safe. Uh, I think that would be a big success. <laughs> yes, fingers crossed. <laughs> um, and if I, if I go home and I want a CAD robots, then I, then I know it was a good event. I love that. Um, yeah. Kyle, do you have any questions? I don't. I was just coming in to say, I think we've pretty much covered everything on that event. I think we're good to go. Sam, did you have anything else you wanted to say? I don't think so. I don't think so. Did you have any wild promises you wanted to make that um, you have no guarantees on? Yeah, make us some wild promises. Yeah, I want to talk about the one-on-one <laughs> the, the -on -one fist fight between me and... I don't even want to continue this. I don't have any wild promises to make, um, except uh, any robot that gets destroyed at open source will be chucked into the Pacific Ocean. That'll show them. Is that, is that, is that good? I mean, sea lions be damned. 
Um, oh. I was going to say, so you're just going to contribute to the garbage patch, eh? That's the plan. Nah, they'll sink. They're not going to float. It's fine. The lipos <laughs> pull them right down. <laughs> yeah. Plus, that's good for lipos, you know, make them inert or whatever. <laughs> oh, I was uh, I was hoping you're going to say that they are going to go right into the shredding derby. Oh, yeah. I, I If anyone is listening and, and they're an exhibitor and they think that they're exhibition is tougher than a fighting robot they're welcome to bring it to the arena and put that to the test Ooh, fun um well i'm so excited um chris and i will be going for a whirlwind weekend we get in friday we leave sunday across the coast Ooh. pure craziness <laughs> um but i'm so excited to see what content comes out of this i think that that's going to be you know obviously not everybody can can go to this um but i think that the content that will emerge afterwards is is really going to be um engaging and hopefully not just for the diehards out there but for you know new people who maybe have not heard of nhrl before um and it will be crazy if like i'm chris and i follow a lot of these youtubers so they're always on our algorithm and like, I don't know if this is going to happen, but it would be so cool if like we see them make a video <laughs> about NHRL and like, or them uh, driving a robot or something like that would just be um, a pretty cool moment. So I can't wait to see what comes out of this. Um, I'm, I'm just so excited. Me too. Um, I feel the same way and it, it's, it's going to be a whirlwind, but I'm glad y'all are along for the ride. Well, Sam, uh, I know that you have a very early morning flight <laughs> uh, to go to San Francisco tomorrow. So thank you for your time. Uh, and uh, and yeah, giving us your thoughts on the June event and what's to come this weekend. We love you, Sam. Thank you all so much. Uh, it's been a pleasure. And also, I can't wait to hear the latest outro song. We're going to oh. do we're going to do it right now. Acapella. You ready? <laughs> OK. <laughs> And a one, and a two, and a three. Rope. It's the end, end of the show. show. As we, we know, know it, it's about bots. bots. It's the, the end, end of, of the show. show. As we know it, let's go let's to open go sauce. sauce. <laughs> worked beautiful, so beautiful. hard on that song. Months. Yeah. It shows. Thank you for the for Thank sharing you. that wow. with everyone. And that was supposed to be a quartet. Yeah, <laughs> and I heard nothing. I got nothing from y'all. Oh, Kyle, we messed up. I'm so sorry. I'm so <laughs> sorry. <laughs> well, that's about it for us today. We want to thank Nicole for editing this week's episode. Thank you so much, Nicole. And we'll be back in your feed soon with, uh, you know, some some new stuff. Probably, I don't know. It looks like maybe our break is coming to an end. Oh, I don't know. I think our break may just beginning. Oh, nice. I mean, we haven't really had one yet. Oh, that's true. We've just been working. <laughs> we'll see you then. Bye, folks. Bye. Okay, bye. Bye. Bye.